What up, fam? This is Steven Brogan Cortez, and you've just entered episode 31 of the Why the F Not podcast. Come on in, y'all. We got a special guest today. It's going to be a good episode. Come on in. This is the intro. This is the intro. Nine, four, two, four, 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 four. We're broken. We're here. Welcome back to the Stephen Brogan Cortez presents Why the F Not the Podcast. Um, uh, a special day today. We have another special guest today. Oh man, I didn't know. I, I didn't know we we're gonna book this. I was a little nervous, but uh, but that's right. She's back. Stephanie Gast, everyone. She is back. Hello. Oh, Thanks my. for having me. How does it feel to be back? How does like, the third episode in a row, I think you're our most... Wait, hold on. Let me check. Yeah, I think you're our most visited guest on this show. I feel honored. It's a pretty big deal, huh? It's a pretty big deal. First off, i got to say right now, I'm so sorry for last episode. I have to say it right now on air. I'm so sorry for last episode. I just thought you were whispering because the settings... I just, I felt like a hot mess trying to figure everything out. And I just want to let you know, you sounded great on the on yesterday's podcast. You sounded amazing. Thank you. Well, we were fiddling with new settings. So two mics for the first time. So it kind of sounded like an asshole, but it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. At least the world knows what I do with it. It's cool. Call me an asshole, dude. I mean, that's where you should say no you're not an asshole baby no baby 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 you're not an asshole but no what do you do you're just like well now the now the world knows that i deal with the forgetful person who just spews things out and forgets what she spews out may i just say you already said that last episode. So I just got even well by calling you out and then you just brought it up again. But it's fine. It's fine. You made me feel small. I just needed to find something. <laughs> and I was like, this is from yesterday. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> is that coffee kicking in? Not yet. You need more coffee. This episode sponsored coffee. by... Wait, what? I didn't hear you. Sorry, what? I said I do need more coffee. Muir. Sorry, Muir. it's weird. I hear, hear I, I hear everything. T- you don't hear yourself? It's just weird because See, like, we're, it, I can hear myself talking as I'm talking and it distracts me and then I get messed up. I so get I'm it. trying to focus on you. This will get better as we progress. Our Patreon fam's got us, okay? Yeah. We're going we're gonna to be... Uh, we're going to be looking at that email, everyone. If you haven't emailed us already to contribute to the podcast, we're going to make it better, bigger, better, uncut, just like the South Park movie. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say something. I was like, so. Um, so what's up? How you doing? Did you sleep well? I Are did. you being well? I, I slept better last night. How did you sleep? I woke up really good, especially when I saw that Georgia and Pennsylvania are, yeah. bl- are shade of blue. Yeah. Yeah, I pretty much woke up to to pee, and I screamed to you from the bathroom, and you, you were like, what? You see Georgia, Pennsylvania, blue? <laughs> you haven't even said good morning to me. You just walked out to go pee, and you just... Uh-huh, continue. Beating up, your, beating up your stuff? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Oh, let me get comfortable. Yeah, that was really funny. That was like the first exciting thing 
that came up, I had to check it while I peed. And I got really excited. <gasps> Shnikes. I'm going to break every... I'm so sorry. Hold up. Let's push this. It's got a couple of them. There you go. This is a state-of-the-art studio. I had a fun idea. What if this was a cup? The little dinosaur planter we have? Yeah, we have this little guy named Lenny, and he's a little, what is this, a stegosaurus? Like a, yeah, no, no, Brachio with the uh, long neck, Brachiosaurus. Yeah, Johnny would know. Neck. And it's like, it held a succulent that's now dead because we killed a plant that lives in the desert. Oh, actually. What? Well, if we clean it, it could make a cute little coffee cup, and then you use his little tail or his neck. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's only for our Patreon viewers who saw that. <laughs> Is he a cup? Is he a cup? Can he be used as a cup? Or anyway, some other kind of tool? I distracted you. Oh, Where you look cozy we? with that microphone right now. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Here you go. Stephanie drinking coffee, ASMR. Mm. There you go. Just for you, ASMR viewers. This is a preview of your future. I am, I am debating. Now that podcasts are such like a big thing, um, I'm seeing that there's like a lot of ASMR podcasts. Like people just whispering and doing sounds without any video. Which I guess I see the appeal. You go to bed with that. it. It's yeah, free. because I get annoyed putting the YouTube video down, but, playing, yeah. and ads pop up and stuff in the middle of it while I'm sleeping. So, Oh, don't you hate it when you're relaxing to those videos? Because I think it's happened to us when we're just sleeping there, yeah. and then an ad pops up and it's super loud. Yeah, it disrupts the whole thing. So I'm kind of wondering... Come on, algorithm. Give me ASMR commercials. <laughs> But I'm wondering if I should just do an ASMR podcast. Why not? And what would be the title? That's like I was thinking about that last night. I don't know. I was thinking about. Well, I have to kind of look because there's a lot of names taken, you right. know. But I don't know. I have to brainstorm on that. I was gonna say go to sleep with Stephanie, but I was like, that sounds weird. It's ASMR with Stephanie. What, would you do like eating ASMR? Would you do like cutting ASMR where you're like you're cutting like, so like those like I, sand things? I'm excited to do um I'm excited to do ASMR because I do have a lot of so can I oh can I tell the story about how um I first like discovered ASMR? Please, that's what this is for. Okay. Because you told me to talk more last time. Last time I was talk just like more. answer. Okay, next. <laughs> so, um, so ASMR, for those who don't know, I think it stands for um, the autonomous... Auton- I should really have I got you. that Keep up. talking. I it's got like you. It's like the autonomic meridian... Oh, sensory meridian response. Steven's about to fact check me. Coined just- in 2010, ASMR... Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Yes, there you go. And so that is still kind of being researched and studied, this phenomenon. But it's basically that phenomenon when you feel a little tingle in the back Mm. of your scalp and it kind of goes down your spine. It's like very relaxing and it just kind of feels like your head's buzzing a little bit. Some people experience this when they get a haircut 
and they're getting the the massage and then they're just getting that really close up personal attention um things like that right so um back in maybe it was like 2015 2016 i don't think asmr was like as popular as it is now people actually have heard of the term now but back then i um I thought I was really weird because I remembered, especially from being younger, I would get really relaxed watching people write. Mm. And even if they had bad handwriting, it didn't matter. But it was like the sound of the pencil while I was like focusing on like sometimes I had tutors and they would be showing me something, you know, but I got really relaxed. I would start getting that just from listening to the sound. Yeah. And so I, and then I know I, I would have it at the doctor's office too, which is like so weird. Most people don't like the doctors, but it was like that personal focus attention. So I always liked getting the ear thermometer because I found it relaxing and the sound <laughs> and everything. And then them up close with the light at the optometrist yeah. and stuff like that. I found it relaxing. Yeah. And so when I started looking this up, ASMR came up. It's a community. I realized I wasn't weird. Dude, again, my five-year-old sister likes ASMR. It's really relaxing. It's like what people say, like the tingles, right? Which sounds weird, but it's like people have different triggers for it. Um, So I like to watch like crinkle paper. So just getting anything with plastic or paper, anything that can make like a crinkle. Wait, we need to have uh, an example of this. Here you go. Hold up. Okay. I'll do some. You're oh, getting a actually, first. Uh, this is a. There's something right Why here. the F not? Wait, I got I got some for you. Professional. Here you go. Okay. Uh, it's a first here in the Why the F not podcast. We're getting a sneak peek into <laughs> Stephanie's uh, future ASMR channel. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Get a sneak peek. Okay, so here we just got a simple piece. Of, Wait, time out. Should I put. Should I raise the gain on your microphone to make it extra ASMR? Yeah, that would help a lot. All right, here we go. Hold up. Let me. Um, okay. <clears throat> So we're going to have to start whispering soon for you. For you, because I'm going to turn yours up. Okay. I think mine's going to be normal, but yours, I'm going to pick up yours. Here we go. Ready? Okay. I have to be quiet, too. Okay. Let me know. Is it on? Oh. Shh. Your mic is up a lot. You can't scream. Yeah. See, I'm new to the ASMR channel. Let's just leave it at that. That fucked me up. Oh, that was, <laughs> so excuse me. That was really good. I just had it in my headphones. So I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I love ASMR. And that's why I'm excited to do it because I think it'll be very relaxing for me to do. And yeah. like, you know, taking it slow, which I don't tend to do. Just take my time. Be really mindful with the sounds and the 
everything. So at first I wanted to do like video, but I don't have like a nice camera or anything that has good storage that can handle like hour long. Well, you were going to, and then oh my God, some so evil, vindictive, hijo de, no, we're not cussing. Okay. But I, some evil person. Here, here, here we go, y'all. I don't have a therapist, so let me vent. This is your cheap therapy. Um, I say that all the time here. I pre-ordered the new Google Pixel 5. Now, I'll say right away, this is first world problems. Okay? We know. So we know. Hey, it's cool. don't it's judge cool. us. But I'm going to vent anyway for your amusement. So, yeah. So, I ordered this pre-order phone, and it told me it was going to get here by, like, the first week of November, which is, like, now. And it actually told me it was on the way on the 27th, and it showed that it was, like, super close by on the 28th. And I was, like, really excited because it was, like, two hours away. But then it stayed there for, like, five days and, like, didn't Didn't move. move. Like, it just had a little thing saying, like, an event disrupted it, and we're going to keep updating it. And then the, the date just kept getting pushed back every day. So I finally called, like, what, the other day, yesterday or something? I don't remember when, but I called, and they straight up told me, so your package is missing, and we don't update that until eight days when we officially call it lost. So right now, it's just like an internal investigation. And what a dumb policy. Yeah, you should let me know. You wait eight days? To tell me it's missing? It's been gone for eight days, and we haven't told you. But they're like, eight days is when we'll really call it lost. But right now, it was just <coughs> missing. So what was sketchy about it was that it arrived in Rancho Cucamonga, or Ontario, as she said. And she said it got to that facility, and it got packaged onto the next truck to go to Commerce, which is closer to us. And it mysteriously didn't arrive at the commerce location. What if that person is listening to this podcast right now? You son of a... You stole that phone. We'll find you. I will find you. And I will kill you. By <gasps> Liam Neeson. <laughs> taken. <laughs> I'm Liam I don't Neeson know who taken. you are, but I have a certain set of skills. A particular set of skills. Oh that will help me find you. That was not Liam Neeson, ladies and gentlemen. That was Stephanie. Oh, my God. I thought Liam Neeson was here. Oh, my God. I know. I know. I know. I should be an actor. But... She's an actor, everyone. She is an actor. Oh, thanks. Only you know that. Only I know that. Only yes, you ma'am. get to see that. Well, yeah. so that's fun for anybody who knows us who gets to listen in because I don't, like, mess around and be silly all the times. I only do that with people I'm comfortable with. So at least Everyone's going to see it now. I know. Question. Ugh. So, remember my friend Cassie? She has that that play. Remember, we uh, we're gonna help her read 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 it. Remember? Oh, yes, yeah. What if we recorded it and put it on the podcast? And not, I don't know how she'd feel about. It. We have to ask her well, yeah, for yeah, sure. Should ask her. Probably should ask her, but that'd be fun to do. Put it on. But we can record it to her with our nice mics. Oh my god! Get, and like, she'll get a good read, she'll get a good it. taste of it. And I'll really use like my acting skills yeah. and like really get into it. I want, you know? I want your your inner Liam Neeson to come out again. Yeah, I don't, that I don't see very often. Yeah, you don't. Which is like a good thing because it seems like it only comes out during really, really like 
I don't know, trauma-inducing moments. Like, comes on serious moments. Trauma-inducing moments. That's great. Um, Trauma-bonding. Trauma-bonding? That's a great term. Trauma-bonding. That's a great podcast title that these two female comedians hopefully will be making. Yeah. I forgot. They were on the Joe Rogan podcast, but they were... They were talking about like, yeah, we do trauma bonding, and Joe was like, "Oh my god, that's the title of your podcast." Yeah, I love it. Isn't that a great title? Trauma yeah. bonding. You just talk to people about their trauma. Oh yeah, I think it's a great idea. Do you want to talk about our trauma? Well, we can, but really quick before we dive into that Tell fun me. subject. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We don't have to talk about that. I'm just messing no, around. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, I um, was gonna say that. Oh man, I lost it. Get back on that train. What were we before trauma? <laughs> See, look what happened. Where were we before trauma? I blanked. Um, Get us back there, Steph. Where were we? Trauma. I was. Oh, podcast. I brainstormed a little bit yesterday on like the professional friend uh, podcast. Mm. What it might. I was just kind of. Right now, I'm taking a break from my posting on the my professional friend Instagram to kind of just make some updates and kind of. I don't know, like give it a little makeover and like just kind of reframe it now that I'm kind of heading back into uh, my main career. So it's more of my side hustle right now. And I was just kind of figuring out how I might change now that I know I want to start a professional friend podcast. I was kind of trying to come up with names, but I think the professional friend or talk with the professional friend or Stephanie, the I don't know, or the professional friend podcast. But a great segment that I'm really hoping it will turn into, because obviously it's going to be me talking about things, maybe my past posts and explaining them for people to listen to. Yeah. But what I hope can happen is people to write into my professional friend email and submit questions. And they want to ask me anything for advice on human sexuality, anything on my based off my background. And so it's kind of like they can ask, ask, uh, you know, like ask Mary column in the newspaper. You know how people do that? Oh, it's so wholesome. Yeah. So I want like people to be like, dear professional friend and like email me if they want to hear me answer some questions anonymously, of course. So I won't say anybody's name unless they don't want me to. And all next segment will be like, people emailed me and here we're going to have, you know, let's read off the questions. That's exciting. So that's what I'm hoping it could turn into. Oh my god, what if you had live calls? Would you ever take live phone calls on your, like, you put, like, a Google oh number god. for it? Yeah, that's cool. Like, call in now. Yeah, that's cool. Some I podcasts mean, have done that. Like, I've seen some where, like, they just give a number out. They put a number out, and they just get phone calls. That's really cool. But, I mean, We need hey, a Twitter for that. We gotta get on that Twitter sphere, but I don't want to. I'm, I'm not about that. Twitter's a hot mess. I feel like I'd just be on, just Instagram, right? Are we just... Honestly, it sucks because with the new Instagram algorithm, it almost makes me over it because you've seen the hours I put into to some of the posts I would make. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, which not that I don't like it, but it did start to turn into like a lot of work and then like you only get seven likes. And because fucked the over algorithm, by the algorithm too. Yeah, the algorithm, it doesn't even show people. Hashtags don't work as well. If you want, I will take a picture of my butt. 
and you can post it on your Instagram for what they call a thirst trap. Okay. Oh, a thirst trap. Yeah, thirst trap them. Your next column or your next post for professional friends should be something, I don't know, about men's butts or sexuality. It'll be like my butt. Just boom, right there. Yeah. And it'll be a well, big old I mean, thirst I, trap. I did the whole pe- penis size one. Thought that was going to be a trap. You dragged them in with that one. Hey, hey you got some new followers. I, I did. That was my friend. My one. friend Johnny, she followed you just solely Apparently. on that post. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Johnny, for that follow. Because, yeah, like that's what it's all about. I want people to be surprised by what I'm putting out because it's the it's normal to talk about. Men's and, butts. No. I'm just like, <laughs> Well... Just, just every sexuality, just your about, emotions. Yeah, anything about that. We all have it. So, like, why is it so normalized to be shamed? And sex sells. We put it in marketing. Uh, we advertise that what we want to see women's bodies, but the women, they show their nipples in public. They freak out. Like Miley Cyrus straight up had her boob out on, like, on a talk show i think it was like jimmy fallon or something her boob was out like the whole actual boob was out but the nipple was covered oh she was like come on y'all like that's so weird like the whole boob is out but i just have my nipple covered and it's okay and i've seen a post on like the feminist like instagrams that i follow Uh and it's so funny they'll put a sticker of a man nipple just over their nipple and be naked and be like but it's okay. I'm not breaking any Instagram posting issues because these are these are female nipples. Question. Which is ridiculous. Question. Huh. What if there's a picture of a man's penis, but you couldn't see the tip? Like, what if it? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like. That's like, because that's what it feels like. The whole boob, the whole boob thing. Like, you just cover the nipple and it's okay. It's like, wait, it's just the whole thing. Like, what's going on? Want to hear my analysis of what I think it is in the culture? It's much more, much more of a what you call it. Your analysis is a much more. This is this is like I'm talking to a professional, y'all. The professional <laughs> friend, but well, she's got her master's degree. So please tell me, tell me, y'all. I tell me, baby. You know, I like to think. And deeply and I like you know go deeper no way go deeper than that right <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. not that the nipple offends the man it's, a nipple it's too. the nipple arouses mm-hmm. the man and that makes him feel uncomfortable that he may be in in a weird primal subconscious unconscious way that when he sees a woman breastfeeding, he doesn't like that it might bring up these subconscious primal feelings of childhood of him suckling on the teat of his mother. And that makes him uncomfortable, so censor it. Yes. Could there also be, because I saw this on the TikTok too, TikTok taught me this, an idea I didn't even think about connecting Hmm. with the whole like, men's not even men but society's obsession with the nip with the female nipple and it's yeah. the taboo with the nipple they talked about also um was it tiktok mentioned mommy issues yeah repressed mommy issues and like that's why there's so much taboo or suppression with or, or taboo or uh, or obsession with with boobs in general that's a good point not, not even just mommy issues but i mean like we all grow up like well, not all of us, but those who grow up with the mother who breastfeeds them. We all mm-hmm. grow with this attachment to 
you know, a, a mother breastfeeding and stuff. So maybe like the lack of. Yes. I was just going to point that out too, that, yeah, um, there's been so many like interesting research studies done on like, on how that impacts a child on a way. I know that, um, the lack Sig- of a boob Sigmund Freud was very into all of those things. He was into like, his for- mom too. Yeah. He, he, come on. He just brought that up too much. Well, what they might say is that, let's say I grew up uh, and I, I, had a, I was addicted to cigarettes and I was really struggling with that as a coping thing. They would say that I had an oral fixation and that maybe that stems from not getting breastfed as a child. And I lacked that oral connection, fixation with my mother. And now I search for it in adulthood with these other so the fact that nicotine is crazy addicting, they just go straight to... So do you think that's a valid connection or do you think that's a stretch? Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. Cause it's like a possible... Floyd, it's a possibility, sure. Yeah, Sigmund Floyd very much was like the founder of psychotherapy and like psychoanalysis. And, like and, when you think of like the, the doctor sitting in the chair and the, and the yeah. patient on the couch... But we also know that not a lot of his things were as helpful as they think. And it, not everything was so sexual, not necessarily. Okay, okay. So it's hard to say. But I, I could imagine that it could impact some people that way. I could sure. see that. Yeah, I guess it just depends on the person. But I find those theories pretty fascinating. I think it's interesting. Especially I'd be terrified you... to be a woman. Well... It's terrifying. Like, how do you, like, I don't know how, it's like, okay. Y'all are, like, subjugated to this whole thing with the nipple and the boob, sure. And then there's a whole tampon thing with, like, why do men not get to pay for their Viagra, but women have to pay for what's taxed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's all, there's all, so many more things. Yeah. But then horror movies. It's always a woman getting chased down. It's always a woman getting mutilated. Yeah. Do you ever notice that in horror films? That oh, it's usually, yeah. like, the woman getting, like, like, the guy might die. But, and I feel terrible about this, first off, because I cheered when I saw Paris Hilton die in House of Wax. <laughs> I, I feel terrible. <laughs> it's fine. That, <laughs> like her that's... head slid on that pike, and I was like, yes! But I was like, yeah. no way, Stephen. You're cheering for female mutilation? That's hot. Oh, shit. <laughs> was Paris Hilton just here? Um, you just took me back, Steph. You took me back. Too. What was that show with her, Nicole Richie? Where they would like... Oh, my God. The par- oh, my God. Well, they had a show. That's right. It was called. No, don't look it up. Try to remember. Okay. Try to remember. Um, it we'll was look like it up. The Simple Life. Was it that? Was it The Simple Life with with Paris and Nicole? Oh, I look it up. Is it? Hold, Hold up. This is the sound of her searching. Do, 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 do. But it's just my. I'm just messing around with the keyboards. All right, y'all. I hope you've been uh, enjoying yeah, the episode. Yeah, it was the Simple Life. Oh, Sorry. this chick. Oh my God. Never mind. You were a quick quick searcher. The Simple Life, and I and I was right too. And I just. Trust yourself. Believe in what your heart is saying. Do you want to hear an interesting (laughs) study that I thought about? Tell me the studies. When we were talking about all this stuff, about these primal things from childhood. Please tell me. Um, There was a... It was it was a hard study to watch, and I think I I think I saw it in my undergraduate psychology program, but I also saw it in my my master's counseling program too. This really interesting study about how 
children are really impacted by the lack of emotional response from uh-huh. their mother when they're in a time of crying. So like, you know how like they talk about versus like as a, as a child is crying in the background. Do you hear that baby crying? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're being held and have attention because yeah i mean there's good methods of self-soothing right teaching yeah. the kid to be resilient but then there was also just like they were trying to show how neglect in a, an absent parent with no response can have that much impact on a kid Oof. so what they did was um the the mom sat in front of her child and at first she was just being her you know loving mom self interacting with her smiling at her playing with her yeah um responding right interacting baby was fine well then they showed the mom just sitting there just blank no stone ex- cold mm-hmm. stone cold no expression didn't doesn't reach out for her doesn't smile doesn't win. and so what happens is you can see that the baby it's hard to watch quickly becomes distressed maybe this baby's at least under a year old so it's like at least a year old and the baby becomes really distressed and starts crying and starts reaching out for his mom and like you can uh, her mom and you can see that the mom just still with all resistance is trying they only do it for a couple of minutes because they don't want to really hurt the child in the long term yeah justifying this research but yeah it was it's pretty hard to watch just to show how much like if a a child grows up with a parent who's maybe on drugs or is neglecting them and like they are left to be on their own and they don't have a parent really there engaging with their feelings and like being nice and soft and engaging and touch and smiling and all these things that connection it can cause a child great distress and who knows how that impacts them well, babies are sponges. We all know this. They're sponges, yeah. right? And if a baby has a parent who is an addict or is severely, I don't know, some shit going on in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or stone cold. But it's, they're just sucking up that energy. Even yeah. if like it's, an, a per, like if it's a parent who's like struggling with like addiction to like opioids or with whatever it may be, right? Like the kids are just sucking up that depression or that self-hate that perpetuates that addiction so true even when that parent was stone cold in that study that that kid was just sucking up that stone cold energy and the baby didn't like what it felt like yeah baby was like what are you giving me right now i don't like this energy you're giving me yeah and they just keep sucking it up and they'll just that's interesting yeah i mean mom and babies are so connected too if we're just talking about like specifically like biological mothers birthing their babies and stuff um Obviously, these are super scientific terms. I'm using birthing the baby. Uh, But um, what was I going to say? I forgot. See, you forgot because you judged yourself because you thought you were using big words and you lost your train. No, I made fun of myself because I wasn't using... (laughs) Oh, because you weren't using big words? Yeah, I was like, oh, birthing the child. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I'm not obviously like a... I don't know a lot about pregnancy. I know a little bit. Are you not a doctor? I'm not a doctor. Are you... What? (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie's not a doctor, everyone. Okay, she's not. She just, she just has her master's degree. I know, 
Ugh, educate yourself, sorry, Stephanie. You still have to rely on WebMD. Sorry. Dude, sorry. <laughs> nah, you got your master's degree, baby. You smart. You smart. You smart. Guy, you're much more intelligent than I am. Oh, shucks. Stop. You are, and I know <clears> it. <throat> and I accept it. And I'm helping <laughs> to roll off that and bank on Let's go, baby. Hey. You're so funny. Stay at home, dad. Let's go. Woo, woo. Hope your parents are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Stay at home, dad. Who does she find herself? Hi, mom. Hi, Dad. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> I made it. Look, Mom, I made it. Did you subscribe, Mom? Did you subscribe, Dad? Oh, oh man. Dude, but no, can, so what were you talking about birthing the child? Um. Oh, I was going to say, it's not like I came back, that, like, they say that when, you know, like, a mom carries her baby... Even after that baby is gone, I, I sorry, not gone. They've after they've the been baby born. has exited the mother. Yes, and it is no longer in her uterus. The mom still carries the cells of the baby that was still there, and it's in her for years after the baby's already been. Um, what part of the baby still in the mom is it like the the parts of the placenta just it's left like over goo. All the the cells, all the that life grew goo? and the blood cells and the this yeah, like there's still residue, I guess, that like lingers within the mom because they're so connected, and so it makes sense why mothers have this strong intuition and motherly instinct because they're so connected to their babies. I mean, they see, and that's why men are so angry, and that's why men have to do so, and we're so resentful because women have all the connection. You guys make life. We don't do shit, okay? We're the first to go to war. We're expected to pay for everything, and we don't even give birth. We don't do that. And the second someone tries to give birth, who's a man? Oh, he's weird. I'm sorry. We're just trying to experience the miracle of life that women get to. We'll see how much, like how we said, like how important that relationship to your mom is Mm -hmm. and then we said hashtag mommy issues that crucial of a connection and relationship and if like a man who we know i mean in america the culture is not great it's very patriarchal and gender talking about the world stephanie what, uh, the whole yes. world is like that. Well, yes, of course. Women of course. are treated but like I'm just shit, even worse talking other about places. Like our oh, but our country culture specifically. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, name name one woman president. Right. So, yeah. and it's just I, I want I focus on Western culture because it's really just I don't know I guess it's everywhere but it's very uh, hippo, hypocritical. But anyway, so what I was gonna say, man, you. I lost it. You keep jumping in on me. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's my we, ADHD. We, we both do. We both have ADHD? Yeah. But okay. what I was going to say was that, so that important of a relationship. And then when you have a man growing up in this culture that sexualizes the women, hates the women, whether they want to, they want to degrade the women and it all, like we said, maybe comes from that disconnect they had with their mom. That mommy issue that they so desperately wish they had or that nurturance or maybe they had the weird... Uh, it's not the Oedipus complex, but it's like the Electra complex. It's the other one where boys hate their 
dads because they want to have sex with their moms. That's rough. In the like very subconscious level that they have this connection to their mom. So who knows if Freud was right on that one. But I think men can like really, this country really fosters that to grow. I mean, if I, if, if like, if a boy were to, were to just watch the, the like the top 10 videos on Pornhub, right? Oh, and that was Lord. his... Like we're let's say let's just say a heterosexual boy in America, right? Say eighteen, he's a young man, he's going out to the world to you know to find a mate. If he just used the top ten videos from Pornhub to like have an idea of what sex is, which is, and I'm just using that example because that's probably what most boys right. use nowadays is the internet. Yeah, that's your biggest source of sexual education for these kids. And so if he's going off these top ten videos. How much money do you want to bet that these videos aren't going to be too woman positive? Oh, of course not. And how much you want to bet the titles have force or degradation or incest involved in the titles? That's getting big, the incest one. Well, and that's what I think people are... I don't know, like... It's, it's complicated. I was just about to get into this conversation with you about what people are saying about like canceling the porn industry and like just the porn culture that it creates. I feel very conflicted about that. In what way? So there's one end of the spectrum of sexuality that I've always in my education learned is, you know, you don't kink shame. Yeah. BDSM is a natural part, um, you know, where you have uh, masochism and sadism is like a natural part of the sexual expression spectrum. And you don't shame people for the interesting kinks and fetishes that they have because as we've talked about in other conversations, fetishes um, typically actually come from childhood. Trauma? Uh, no, I mean, it could be related to but trauma. Not always. Not always. But, uh, and once again, I don't know. I'm talking about a lot of big stuff. I think we're, just I sh- ta- we're, 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 we're kind of just talking shit here. We're just talking out of our butts. I just, just want to say for you- myself, I'm not a licensed mental health no, therapist. You know. So we're just, ha- we're just having a conversation. Yeah, no, this is just my personal theories yeah. and, and just interesting things I've learned. I have a question. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you again. But talking about the whole family thing. Yeah. Could the whole in, like incest thing, not even incest, but like the whole repression and whatnot you were talking about, could that just come from a place where, say, someone just grew up in a, a very repressed household where like sex mm-hmm. was super taboo, sex? So then you have this crazy, uh, I don't know how to explain it, like you just have this really obscure perception of what sex is, and then connected to your family, there's this weird repression. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if those two, those two mixing in your mind make you feel like the like that incest thing make, on Pornhub makes you go. Oh. They could. I mean, it, it's just interesting connections that form in childhood. They find something that maybe makes them feel interesting or so taboo. Talk to your kids, y'all. About don't be weird about sex, or else yeah, they're gonna talk. get weird about sex. Yeah, talk because you think they're too young to be having these thoughts, but they do come up, and the internet's out there, and their friends are at school yeah. hearing lots of things. They're so gonna find to out. You might as well tell them. Yeah, talk Just to tell your them what sex is. kids. It'll help them maybe get a better understanding of it, but and not be afraid of it. 
So with that porn industry uh, thing, that just controversy that's kind of happening right now. So like I said, I just always learned that like porn is is one healthy outlet i guess like it gives people a way to access access their fantasies without actually doing any of the outward fantasies especially if they don't have anybody what are those lonely people yeah who are just restricted maybe for whatever reason it is that they're lonely exactly for whatever reason and so it's it's there for people who maybe don't have a, a great imagination and as we know sex is very psychological yes and so that's a huge aspect of sex to get you turned on and things like that so people like it and so like i said i always learned that like don't kink shame because they may seem weird but they they come from somewhere and everybody has something weird you know it's it's fine yeah but now I don't know how I feel about it because obviously we know porn doesn't give teenagers the best examples. No. Um, But I did hear though, sorry to interrupt, but I did hear that Pornhub, this was a while back too. Sorry to wave my finger at you. Uh, I was like, Uh, but I heard that Pornhub has like a, like a, an actual like sex ed like videos they've made and like yeah. actual like about how to put a condom on mm-hmm. and all they those do. so i guess that's a, a positive step in the right direction when yeah. it comes to educating children yeah like that's but what kids looking for that on pornhub that's yeah like that's interesting something more educational what if pornhub allowed you to be on the website if you weren't 18 like if they told like if you were like yeah i'm 16 i'm on pornhub and you tell the, the website you're 16 and it only shows you like sex ed videos so that would be good but do most kids say that all you have no. to do is say you're not 18 and yeah who's checking that yeah so that's a faulty system there too <sighs> so pretty much they're saying you know like obviously it doesn't give us the best examples of what healthy sex looks like right and what they're saying is like it's well a lot of people have complained to Pornhub that there are videos of non-consensual sex happening and that they're not taking them down right away like rape yes like these are like like Like, fucking cell phone video whatever maybe yeah could it be like that it's like but no like like these are whoa that's just so that's what people are most upset about is that there are porn up doesn't take them down well they're struggling to take them down it's taking a long time these women feel like they're fighting to get their rape videos taken down and it shouldn't be that big of a fight you have makes tons it, of videos makes you wonder that like a twit a tweet that goes out that that people think is like fake news can get you know yeah get cut out like crazy but there's like a video on Pornhub about rape and it's like we'll, we'll get to it we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll let, let us get a couple more views we'll we'll get to it well and so that's so that's obviously a big problem and so and it sucks because yeah they, they've shared like check out the biggest most popular titles on Pornhub and you're gonna see stepson forces mom you're gonna yeah. see all these not only incestuous, but a lot of force and of underage schoolgirl gets forced. And right. so they're starting to wonder if we're 
perpetuating that culture of human trafficking, of force, of non-consent, of... Conditioning you to think that it's okay. Yeah, fostering that degradation of women and children. Why are we sexualizing schoolgirls openly still? Yeah, Catholic schoolgirl. That's always been like the biggest like little... uh, Teacher, student. Why are we still sexualizing that? So that's what's hard. So that's one side of the argument. But like I said... Why is it wrong for someone to have a, a fantasy of that? that so gets, what do you think about them giving pedophiles uh, sex dolls that look like children? Yeah, that's, that's, mm, I don't know, I don't know. Like, do we perpetuate that? That seems no. like perpetuating, like, their their fantasy, but it seems like we I think like they we're, should be admitted to, to therapy. To therapy, let's talk about it. Where did, so if they go to therapy, what if, what if they get a free sex child doll? No, I don't think that's <laughs> how it should have worked. Like, they're like, we can only give you one. If you sign up with therapy, well, this it's, is your coping doll. It's important for them. It's important for them to go to therapy because it's. I don't know the statistic off the top of my head, but somewhere around eighty, at least eighty percent of sexual perpetrators were sexual victims in childhood, yeah. and it's a cycle. It's a cycle, yeah, yeah. Her people, her people. Um, yeah, I don't even care if those freaking. Uh, can you believe those people? The uh, the um, oh my god, Steph! Remember they're trying to get in like into the LGBTQ community with oh love is love, saying that love doesn't know color, love doesn't know uh, gender, and then it said love doesn't know age. Oh um, yes, it does. I was honestly sickened to find the page. It was like minor attracted people maps. Map. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck them. Excuse no. me. No. Oh, yeah. No. You're, but no. That no. that's not okay. Minors cannot consent, even but, if she's sixteen. But I feel gross because here in California, like they just passed it. I think I don't know. You might want to Google this, hmm. but something about being allowed to like there's like a like a twenty something year old can have sex with like a twelve or thirteen year old, and it's like not a crime. Okay, yeah. We as long as it's consensual. I don't out. know, but I don't know if that was California, but they were talking about some like creepy stuff about here in California about that. Yeah, about like some lolly past. There is, oh gosh. Like minors are getting married out there to older people oh. in like other parts in the country. Yeah. Like this country. In this country, child marriages are huge and they're usually forced by their parents. And that's fucking, like why? Money. Money? Maybe. Oh yeah, but no, but I'm talking about like why is someone wanting to marry a child? Because people have that's issues. And, and I'm going to yuck that yum. I'm going I'm to yuck it right now. Ew, what are you doing? Yeah. And so that's why it's like, I start to get on that other side of the porn industry where I'm like, fantasy is all good. But is it good that we're really encouraging these ideas of forcing a schoolgirl? Question now. So, you know, like that whole, this whole controversy going on on Twitter right now, how Twitter is, they're banning certain people Mm, or they're like, they're censoring like crazy, right? Yeah. Well, let, I kind of, let's turn that argument onto what you're talking about, Pornhub. So if it's a if it's a produced porn, you know, porn porn video where there's you know a script, mm-hmm. quote unquote, you know, but like it's a production, but it is perpetuating that that um that storyline that that of incest or about forcing women or whatever it is, right? Do we then censor that because we don't want to perpetuate hate? The way Twitter is censoring certain comments because they don't want to perpetuate hate. Right. Should that First Amendment law be allowed? Freedom right. of speech. And that's where it's very confusing. But I think as a society, it, I don't, like I don't know. Like it might because it, it, it gets scary because if you start giving, 
I don't even know if it sounds scary, but like, what's wrong with that? But like, I just like you just don't want then that power of censorship then to be used elsewhere blindly. You know what I mean? Right. And because that's we what de- people are scared of. It's just letting that go, like go out of the window. Like First Amendment rights go out the window. But it's like if we're just blocking hate and pedophiles and uh, and uh, I just hate just hating pedophiles. We hate them. There's more to hate, but but if you're just if that's what you're trying to censor from Instagram, I mean from sorry, from Twitter or from uh, or from Pornhub. Can you imagine top ten videos of Pornhub are like passion? Woman gets treated with respect. She Boy. gives her man, she gives her man what he deserves after treating her well. And what's funny is I have a hard time even seeing this change even happen. And the reason is because people would have to admit that pedophilia is a more common than people want to admit. Is that the same thing with racism in this country? People are, Probably, are people afraid yeah. to admit that? Yeah, I think people are admit they're afraid and ashamed and they're embarrassed and America has an ugly their... history. Oh yeah. We have an ugly history. We're built on human trafficking. Oh my god, our number that was our number one export with back in the day of our of this country growing up. I on so as you know, this might be a long episode. We're getting interesting stuff today. Oh my god. For Columbus Day. I mean, Indigenous People Day because Columbus is not a hero. We used to celebrate that religiously, Stephanie. In school. Remember elementary school? Yeah. Columbus Day. We used to to just say that he was the greatest guy. Yeah. So this past Indigenous Day, Indigenous People's Day, I wanted... Good yawn. Hoist, take a breath. Because, you know, I know about Columbus, you hear about the bad stories, but I was like, no, it's been a while since I learned any of this, and they certainly didn't teach you the truth in school, so I was like, I'm going to go on Wiki and learn everything about About every expedition they made. They made like four expeditions to America, well, what is now America, Yeah, they took different routes each time, it was really interesting to read how their stories went, but it was sickening to hear of how um, most people didn't like Columbus because he was so brutal and unfair and torturous in his treatments of people. Were you telling me, what was that story you told me about Christopher Columbus and some woman who spoke bad about him? Oh yeah, like his brother or somebody, they wrote that like she spoke ill of Columbus Mm -hmm. and Columbus was so proud of his friend or brother, whoever it was, who punished her by making her walk the streets naked and then cut off her tongue. And Jesus. he said that was that was a justified. Thank you, brother. That was justified. Oh my God! Thank you. Oh God! That woman guy. I feel how she feels right now. Thank you. But what's terrible is that they have excerpts from journals from the people on these expeditions from Columbus, from the people who were close to him, and there was a whole excerpt about how they found um, many young indigenous children. Um, perfect for selling and shipping back to Europe. Um, because literally it said nine and ten year olds are really popular right now. Oh my God, that's the hot commodity. People are loving them nine and ten year olds. So that is just, ugh. this has been around for so long. Wait, I wonder 
So if there were, if these children were taken, and that's terrible, but if they were sent off to Europe. They were. So when they were then, are their ancestors still, are they, 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 did those children live? Did they survive? Do they have ancestors in Europe still? Can we find some Guatemalan Europeans out there? Probably. That because would be, they were probably raped. I want because I mean look, look at this country. We see all these people with like they like go to Louisiana or something. You see like these uh, these folks out there with like French ass last names. But it's like oh yeah, it's because yeah my 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 relatives were they were they were raped by slave owners. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, it's crazy. And then I came about just because of yeah. Yeah. I want to talk to those people. I want I want to meet a Guatemalan looking guy. Like I want to see someone like Estuardo with like a British accent. Can you imagine? <laughs> and then just speak Spanish out of nowhere. That'd be great. I want to hear like a British accent with like a Spanish accent, like the way Estrada tries to speak English, yeah. but he's trying to speak like British English. <laughs> I, I can't even funny. try to make up that that dialect right now. Well, um, wow, we got some interesting. Got into the real, into the real nitty gritty. Got, got me fired up. Ah, uh, you want to want to save some for next episode? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Let's go to the let's go to the outro then, Stephanie. Please. Uh, let them know where they can find you or if you want to say anything mm-hmm. else, say goodbye if you want to say goodbye. Yeah, thanks for listening in. I hope you're enjoying these banters we're having. Interesting. Nothing is planned. We're just kind of sitting in with our coffee and just seeing what we get into. So hope you're enjoying. Um, I'm on Instagram as the professional friend and hopefully there will be a podcast or ASMR podcast channel. Who knows? Something coming up. You'll 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 be the first to know. Oh heck yeah! And maybe she'll be back to this podcast. I don't know. We'll see. We have a long list of uh, people to interview. Why the f not? Oh well. Oh, it's time for the outro. Let's go to the outro. Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> Bye, Stephanie. What up, fam bam? This is Steven Brogan Cortez. That was Why the F Not podcast with me and Stephanie. Uh, please go find her at, at the professional friend on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me at Steven underscore Brogan underscore Cortez. This has been Steven Brogan Cortez presents Why the F Not the podcast. Thanks for subscribing. We'll see you next time. And don't forget, you are enough. You are more than enough. It's amazing how enough you are. All right. Bye, y'all.